Hey, hey, friend. At some point in our journey of being a homeschool mom, it hit us. Wait a minute. I'm responsible for the education of the kiddos as well as the home and everything that encompassed that. Now, maybe you came into homeschooling and your kids were little. They never went to public school and you were just balancing and juggling little kids and the home and just everything that that took took of your time. And then there's education. You add it like, wait a minute, I'm supposed to add in this amount of time of schooling? And that grows as kids get older. But maybe you put all of your kids into school and you took them home now and you're homeschooling them. You're like, wait a minute, I used to have time to get my stuff done around the house and now I don't. So (laughs) some of us were somewhere there in the middle of that. I think that's me more so in the middle of it. And we're just feeling overwhelmed with having to educate and homemaking. And it just feels like there's a lot for us to do. And you wonder, can I even keep up with this? You're saying to yourself, I'm not even trying to do like some type of home decor blog or anything like that. I'm just trying to keep everyone alive moving forward and the house not to be a complete wreck. Or maybe you do have standards. Maybe you do, you like, I do enjoy having a tidy home. I do enjoy maybe keeping up with trends because it's fun for you. No matter the spectrum here, there are some reasons why you might not be being productive in your role as a homeschool homemaking mom. And we're going to go and dive into those today. So I've got four reasons for you. Ready? Okay. Pull up your big girl pants because we're going to jump in right now. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. When it comes to our home, I want to remind you of something and Do not get overwhelmed by this. It's actually a really good thing. It's a privilege. It's a high calling. But mama, each of us women as wives and as moms, we set the tone of our home. And you're like, oh no, (laughs) I know where she's going to go with this. This is not going to help me feel any better. It will, I promise. Because it really is. It's an amazing thing that we get to do. We have the power in our hands, which sounds like some, you know, superpower or something like that. But we really should ultimately be tapping into the Holy Spirit and asking God to give us the wisdom, gives us the fruits of the Spirit that maybe we are lacking and struggling in so that we can do this well. We can set the tone of our home well. What do I mean by the tone of the home? This can be a lot of different things. It could mean, how does everyone feel in your home? Are they relaxed? Or are they on edge? It could also include the look and the aesthetic of your home. Maybe you're just kind of a mix and match and you got to buy stuff from yard sales and maybe thrift stores, maybe buy some stuff that's new. That's amazing. Go for it. Maybe you're like, I like all brand new things. Everything needs to be shiny and stainless steel. And that's how that makes me feel good. Go for it. And maybe it's 
everything that's on style, or maybe it's out of style. It's okay. If you love it, then that's fine. But you get to choose how, how the home feels, how everyone feels in the home, the look of the home. We also get to choose the level of activity in our home. Do you, are you okay with a home with kids swinging from the rafters, climbing on everything? Or are you home like, no, I want things to be more calm and more peaceful. That's setting the tone of your home. Is there chaos going on? Even if, you know, to you, maybe kids swinging from the rafters isn't chaos, but to somebody else, it might be chaos. But if it's not chaos to you, then then that's fine. Just remember that you set the tone of your home. And if the tone of your home, if how everyone's feeling, if the look of it, the level of activity, if maybe there's not enough peace and calmness and it's too much chaos, we get to make those shifts and those changes And it's not always easy, but it takes first recognizing that. And so today we're going to talk about if you're looking to make some changes, you're not feeling like you're being productive enough in your homemaking, which we're going to focus a bit more when I say homemaking today, we're going to focus more on the chores and keeping up with all of those, those types of tasks. And I have episodes about meal planning and meals, and I can link that in the show notes and we can talk more about that in future episodes too. And then there's, you know, the look and the decorating, which I, I really love. <laughs> if you didn't catch on yet, I enjoy DIY. I enjoy that kind of stuff. But when I was growing up, I was pretty much a slob when it came to my bedroom. I did enjoy the fact that my mom kept a neat home and but it was like a cozy, comfy, neat home. There was knickknacks. There were things around. It wasn't like it was neat and everything was stark and you weren't allowed to sit on any furniture or anything. What I enjoyed with her, I enjoyed home decor with her. I enjoyed helping to set up and decorate for holidays. And I really didn't mind the chores and the cleaning up as long as it did not include my bedroom. I don't know what my hang up was. But then from college on up, I realized that I really enjoyed keeping a space, having even, you know, college in a dorm or half of a room or beyond that, renting an apartment with friends and having my own room and then the common areas we have together and then getting married and having our own apartment and then a townhouse and then one, two, three, three different houses, three, four, I forget. But keeping, I just realized that I enjoyed keeping a space and keeping a home. And I realized also then that if I could keep up with my space and I could keep some type of semblance and also pour out a certain feeling that I wanted in my home, that my mind could more so flourish. I could thrive a bit more. And it became important to me to maintain my home in a way that I could thrive in. And then eventually getting married, my husband could thrive in and then our children and then homeschooling so that we can because we're here all day, every day. <laughs> we do come and go. We don't just we don't stay in the house all the time. But these are some areas today I want to talk about four reasons you might not be being as productive as you want in your homemaking. But these are ones that I have found as I spend time with other homeschool moms and as I work with them through Clarify Your Homeschool. And we're just able really to just tackle these, these different areas. And so I really want to share these with you here today. So let's go for it. The first feeling that you might, or the first reason that you might be experiencing, and you might not be able to put your finger on it, is that you are feeling overwhelmed. Or maybe you do know you're feeling overwhelmed, but you haven't quite realized that that feeling of being overwhelmed is leading to paralysis. You feel frozen. You feel like, I I can't do anything. It's too much. I'm going to tell you there is one thing you can do first, and it's going to sound overwhelming. It's going to sound, it's going to be sound very simple, actually. 
But then when you think about it, you're like, wow, that's a lot. Ready? Declutter first. If you're having a hard time keeping up with your homemaking, it means you probably have too much stuff in your house. Where should you begin? Start with one room. What is the room that is driving you the most crazy? And you know exactly what it is. Maybe it's the kitchen. I think that we as moms, we spend a lot of time in the kitchen, especially when we are homeschooling and we're providing all the meals during the day and all the snacks. And that's a great place to start then. Whether you start in the kitchen or you start somewhere else, there's a couple of basic things. It doesn't matter what room you start in is to look at it and decide whether you need things. Are things in there serving a purpose? So if you're in the kitchen, like literally look at every single thing. Do you have four or five cupcake pans? If you do, how often do you need four or five cupcake pans? Maybe you provide cupcakes for your family members, all your cousins, uh, your nieces and nephews, and you do maybe once or twice a month, you make that many cupcakes. So yes, you do need them. But I'm going to bet that most of us are not in some type of scenario like that. And you do not need four cupcake pans. Do you have a small family? Maybe you only need one. Maybe you need two. I actually have two. They are tucked in the back in a section of my kitchen cabinet that I don't go to very much. And that's where I have like the extra stuff that I will use a few times a year that I don't quite see that I need want to get rid of because I don't want to rebuy them when I do want them. So when I do make muffins, when I do make cupcakes... I do have those two pans. What is it for you? Is it appliances? Do you have a blender and then like a ninja blendy thing? (laughs) I don't know what those are called. But then you also have a Vitamix. Get rid of those two other things and just keep the Vitamix. Look at every single thing and decide, is it worth keeping? Do you have multiple immersion blenders? Well, maybe if you have that Vitamix, you don't even need an immersion blender. Or maybe you need it, you make mayonnaise, homemade mayonnaise once in a while. That's what I use my immersion blender for. But really take a look and take stock and see how often have I used this. And maybe you're a little skeptical about it. Get a box, put all those things you don't think you need, put them in that box, put the box in the basement, and then go about your life. And in a few months, see, maybe even three months, six months, don't forget about the box, okay? I don't need clutter in the basement. Then go back and see, did I even use these things? Did I even miss them? Did I come down to the basement and pull things out? Okay, well, those things can stay in the kitchen. But if you didn't come down and pull it out in those, say, 6, 9, 11, 12 months, then you don't need it. Go and bring it over to the local thrift store. Someone is going to be thrilled to find that there on the shelf. So the first thing here that is holding you back from being productive in your home, in your homemaking, oh, I'm having a hard time with that, homemaking and homeschool, I'm so used to saying homeschool, is that you are, there's feelings of being overwhelmed and you just are paralyzed and frozen. The second reason here is that you are getting distracted by the little chores. You're looking at your baseboards and you're saying, ugh, those are disgusting. I'm going to tell you right now, ignore the baseboards. Start with the big ones. Things such as keeping your kitchen clean after every meal, making sure the kitchen is cleaned up. Before you go to bed at night, the kitchen is cleaned up. Every single even clean dish is put away. You have the dishwasher. It is running. It is washing things overnight. Get your kitchen clean. Then maybe you start focusing on getting things vacuumed. Maybe once a week, get things vacuumed. Maybe twice a week, get things vacuumed. And then keeping up with your bathrooms. I would say just focus on those couple things. The smudges on the windows, let them go right now. The baseboards, let them go right now. Um, maybe some cobwebs in the corner of your bedroom, (laughs) let them go right now, unless it's bothering you that much. And then maybe when you're vacuuming, you know, get the extension from the thing and go up there and 
suck those bad boys down. Okay. So the second thing here is getting distracted and so focused on the little things that we ignore the big things, focus on the big things, get those under control, get used to doing those things. And then you can add in small things. And if, you know, dusting the baseboards and if getting the cobwebs in the corner and if getting the windows are not on your list for a while because your kids are little, it's okay. The windows are not going to fall in. The baseboards are not going to fall off of the wall and the spiders will eventually, they'll move out. Okay. (laughs) Number three here. And third reason is that maybe you are having a hard time letting go of these chores and these tasks that need to happen. What do I mean by you won't let go? Well, mama, you are insisting upon doing these yourself. And guess what? There are only 24 hours in a day. And I really, really, really want you to make sure you get your sleep. So that's what, seven, eight hours? That's reducing the amount of hours you have in a day. You also have a lot of other things to do, not just cleaning your house. Your kids, they have got to help. They need to help with the chores. You can allow them to help with the decorating. Maybe it's just the holiday decorating when it comes to Christmas. Maybe you don't decorate anything else. Or maybe you like to change out things seasonally. In the spring, you like to add certain decor and in the summer, in the fall, and then the winter. Let them help out with those types of things. But at the very least, they have to help with chores. What I have said, and I am, I'm going to hold myself, I, I, this is true, that in my home, 95% of the mess is made by my children. And then the other 5% is probably made by me, but most likely it's because I'm doing things for them, such as making meals. <laughs> so probably most likely 100% of messes in most of our homes are a result of our children or the fact that we are in the season of motherhood. Your kids have got to help. If they don't learn to help you when they are younger, you're actually doing them a disservice. They're not going to know how, they're not going to know how to clean the toilet. They're not going to know how to make some simple meals. They're not going to know how to maintain a home. And I know we're specifically talking about chores and I'm mentioning some other things, but they're not going to know these things. So let's just home back in here on the chores. They're not going to know how to vacuum the floor. They're not going to know how to maybe fluff up some pillows on your couch. They're not going to know how to make a bed. They're not going to know how to put away toys, <laughs> which they wouldn't have toys for, but eventually their toys will be bigger. They might have some cars and lawnmowers and four wheelers and that kind of stuff, just bigger toys, but they have to help. And if they are not used to helping you out at first, there might be some eye rolls. There may be some grumbling. There might be some negativity, but you just wait, just watch because inside of all of us, as God commanded us to work, work can bring joy and satisfaction. And so watch when they do a job well to the best of their ability, whether that's a five-year-old's best of their ability or a 15-year-old's best of their ability, just watch, not like in a proud, haughty kind of way, but in a way like I really tried hard and I did a really good job. And then people notice, like my parents and my siblings have noticed and they have said, hey, good job on that. So mom, make sure when you teach them how to do these different chores and tasks that you then follow it up and you say, that was a really good job. I'm really proud of you even if they are feeling super negative about it, even if they are not having it at all inside intrinsically, they'll have, they'll get some pride from that. Some feel some value. And we are all a family in a home and we all need to work together. Mom. Yes, we are there to serve and to meet the needs of our families, but we are not a servant. We are not somebody that is 
there just to at their beck and call to do what they need and to clean up all their messes and to clean up all the tornadoes that they have left in the toy room and their bedroom and the finished basement and then in the living room. Nope. You can decide then how strict you want to be about all of this, but you have to include them. It's a good thing for you. It's a good thing for them. And it's a good thing for the entire family. And the fourth reason, and I think maybe I said four reasons in the beginning. I'm sorry. It's actually five. (laughs) I forgot that I wrote down a fifth one right before hitting record here. Number four though, is escaping and avoiding by using social media. Dun, 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 dun. You know, I was maybe going to get to this, but instead of doing those chores and those tasks, those things that you know is going to give your family life, that's going to help you guys continue to move forward. You pull up your phone, you find a cozy spot in the corner of the couch and you just scroll. And I'm not saying that there is not a time and a place for having some downtime and refreshing ourselves. We don't need to be running the entire day. So say you sleep eight hours a day and the other 12 hours does not mean that you need to be homeschooling and homemaking and this and this and this. We need downtime. We need time of refreshment to fill ourselves up. But if we are using social media, think of whatever your favorite social media app is. If you are using that as a way to escape and to avoid, then you need to sit down and have a hard conversation with yourself. (laughs) And maybe a solution is to delete those apps off of your phone. And some of you are like, no, I don't want to do that. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's hard. It can be very hard in the beginning, but the more that you keep it off or the more that you hold yourself accountable, putting it on, saying I just set a timer for 10 minutes and then that's it. The more that you will realize that you will have lost time in those social media apps and that there's so many great things right in front of you that could use your attention as well, including maybe some homemaking. (laughs) All right. Number five here is that you are ignoring how it really makes you feel when you didn't get things done. So think about when you have a choice, you can get a couple of things done, or you could just not do anything. You could be lazy, or maybe it goes back to number four, escaping into social media. But really this fifth reason is that we forget how it makes us feel when we didn't stick to our priorities and the things that we said we were going to do. And instead we went and did something that wasn't necessarily positive. Now, sometimes we could set up some priorities and say, okay, this afternoon we're going to clean but then we have an opportunity to serve a local, a neighbor or a friend need some help. Well, that's a good thing. It's okay to say, all right, I'm not going to get my vacuuming and my mopping and my bathrooms clean today. That's okay. I have the opportunity to go and serve and to pour into some other people. What I'm talking about is when you have that choice and you could do something that's going to move you all forward and there's nothing good pulling you away. It's just something maybe that's not going to pour into your life instead. And I faced this exact scenario just recently. Well, probably more than just recently, multiple times. We just have a choice and I had an evening and I was like, oh, I feel like I could just, you know, like, what, what do I do? I I was just going to like try to watch some show or something. I I guess on Amazon prime, we don't have, we don't have cable TV or, or or anything. I think we have Amazon prime. It's my mom's account. Don't tell anybody. Okay. But (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll go do that. I was like, no, you know what? You have one hour right here. Get some things done. Cause I've been really off on my cleaning with just the holidays and we went into birthdays and then just some other things I've had going on. I haven't been able to keep up and maintain with things. And I said to myself, okay, you can go and spend an hour just doing nothing that's going to pour into your life. Nothing's going to add anything to it. Or you can get these couple of chores done. And I said to myself, how are you going to feel in the morning by which choice you made? 
And I knew exactly how I would feel by each choice. And so I took the choice of wiping down my kitchen cabinets, cleaning my kitchen sink. I got the floors vacuumed. I even did some mopping all and a couple other things, I think too, all within one hour of uninterrupted. And it was in the evening and my husband was working on something and my kiddo was in bed. And so I would just have that hour and I got so much done because I just focused on that. I think I listened to a podcast or two, which was fun to kind of, you know, fill myself up, listen and feel like I was, you know, doing a couple different things at once. But I do want to say on the flip side, a couple nights after that, I had just had a splitting headache all day. There'd just been a lot of stress going on in my mind. And I just, I got everything done that I needed to do. Dinner was done. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go upstairs. I grabbed the iPad, (laughs) curled up in bed and watched a movie. And my husband and kiddo, they got the kitchen cleaned up. They hung out together. And that's what I needed at that time. But I, because I knew that I was caught up on chores. I knew that things were moving forward downstairs. And so there is that balance of things. I probably won't go and do that for a long time again. I don't really watch much TV anymore. I used to watch a lot. Trust me, I used to watch a lot. But I just knew at that time, I was like, which decision and which choice am I going to be more happy with the next day? And so on that first night, picking the chores was what I was happy with. And then that next time, I was very content the next day. I was like, I'm glad that I just sat down and just kind of zoned out for a little bit because my brain needed that. And by the next morning, I felt so much better. So I knew that was the right choice. So I want to balance that out. I want to tell you that you know you should never take any time to relax. I think you all know that about me enough that I'm not going <laughs> to tell you not to ever relax. But if you're listening to this episode, you are saying to yourself, I'm not feeling like I could be as productive. And so I wanted to add that little bit of disclaimer on the end that sometimes we do need to just kind of chill out a bit. So friend, I hope that these five reasons, not four, five reasons, maybe they've, you know, I kind of hit the nail on the head a little bit there. And I want to encourage you to focus in and hone in on the one that you need to work on the most right now, and then start working on the next one. If you would like to hear more from me, did you know I have a newsletter? It just goes out once a week. I let you know of any podcast episodes you might've missed, share a little bit of tidbits of what's going on in my life and some encouragement. You can join the newsletter Uh, just simply by clicking the link in the show notes. I would love to be able to send that out to you. And in the meantime, have a great day and I'll see you right back here on the podcast real soon. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.